Stat Media Group, delivering logistics news since 1986. This is Cargo Masterminds from Stat Media Group. It's Monday and it's time to catch up with our new Cargo Mastermind. Hello and welcome to Cargo Masterminds. My name is Reggie John. Disrupting logistics, startups, technologies, and investors building future supply chains is the name of a recent book. This book presents trends, developments, and examples of how digital disruption has been reshaping the global logistic industry. The book, edited by Tristan Burst and Luca Graf, has separate chapters on key technologies that are fundamentally changing the freight industry globally. Written by well-known industry experts, and how very promising startups and highly ambitious venture capital firms are investing into the future of logistics, which is increasingly becoming digital. I'm sure this book will inspire you and make you creative. My guest today is Luca Grau, one of the two editors of this very important and timely book. Luca Graf is also the head of digital innovation at DSV Penalpina. With the recent acquisition of Agility's global integrated logistic business, DSV Penalpina is one of the top three global freight forwarders. Luca Graf is an industrial engineering and management graduate and holds a PhD in business management. He has been leading digital transformation initiatives over the last 15 years in the airline and logistic industries. Luca, welcome to Cargo Masterminds, and I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you very much uh, for, for the invite. Um, great to be here and with you and with Cargo Masterminds. Look at what attracted you to, to be part of this uh, project, this book, and be one of the two editors of this book. Yeah, this came as a coincidence, but already in my function at, at Panalpina at that time. So before DSV has acquired Panalpina, I was in the same role of innovating into digital new products. And uh, yeah, of course, we have been doing a lot of research and we still do a lot of research about uh, technology trends. And uh, and together with my colleague, uh, Christian Wurst, who was the former uh, CEO of Europe, we discovered that there's actually not really a lot of literature um, about the, the ongoing digital transformation logistics and uh, in particularly not written let's say by practitioners uh, for practitioners and that was really approach and our motivation then to start this project written by practitioners for the practitioners um, who had this idea first that was Christian. That was uh, not me. Christian has also published before. Um, I mean, I, I published uh, for my PhD thesis, but after that, I, I stopped writing, let's say. I was uh, a bit tired of writing. And then, uh, yeah, he came up with the idea and said, hey, Luca, because particularly you, you have, you have met so many uh, different, let's say, tech innovators, startup founders um, from the logistics uh, space who, who invent new products and use great new technology. So why let's use these contacts and, and try to get them into this, this book, because at the end, this book is a collective contribution. Um, it's uh, 26 co-authors uh, who have joined that and uh, written 21 articles. And that was always the idea, not, not to write a monologue, but really involve as many as possible. The, the real experts, the ones driving the change in, in this industry uh, today. And uh, yeah, he said, hey, you would be my perfect co-editor um, with the network you have and, and bring the founders on board. And so that's how, how then the project uh, started. So let's open the book and turn the pages and uh, <laughs> tell us some of, the, some of the top technology trends, technology and digital 
that you and the other writers, authors have identified and written about in the book. Uh, it's really good to have uh, chapters written by people actually working in the industry. Yeah, that was our, our goal always. Yeah. So we have uh, split the book into three parts. So the first part um, is about identifying the, the key drivers of change. Um, so why is, uh, why is it that in logistics technology is now embraced and for what? So uh, we have there the first articles uh, talking about, uh, of course, the need uh, uh, and the benefits of process automation, of uh, using technology for better asset utilization, uh, for and using technology for giving better transparency into the pricing, but also into the uh, into the supply chain visibility. So these, let's say, are the, the driving changes which which are portrayed. And then the second part of the book is about the the business models uh, behind, uh, let's say, the change. So all the different products. So um, it, it's about the solutions and. Uh, in the different areas of logistics. Uh, and this ranges from, let's say, last mile delivery services to e-commerce logistics, uh, rate comparison and marketplaces, digital freight forwarding, any kind of SaaS solutions for, for instance, asset tracking, for advanced analytics, uh, big data solutions. It goes into warehouse automation. It, it turns to autonomous uh, vehicles and, and that discussion and then into um, yeah, technology being used for, uh, in the sense of transport management systems uh, and, and blockchain application so um, it goes into the diverse parts of, of the of the whole supply chain industry and showcases the different solutions and models uh, which are being built at the example always of course at, at one uh, product or company but giving real always and that was the idea a neutral kind of overview about uh, the products uh, being developed and then in the third part um, of the book this is about the the key players driving the change um, so we portrayed here of course um, what are the carriers doing um, in order to make use of the digital transformation. And here we have the example of Lufthansa Cargo showcasing what they're doing. What are then the, the freight forwarders uh, doing uh, in making use of technology? Who are the, the guys driving the change also from, from the startup side, from the tech innovator side, all, and also from the investor side? So we have also have a, a prominent uh, VC uh, on board describing the motivation of, uh, of uh, VCs to, to invest into the logistics industry. So yeah, so that's a bit the roundup about digital transformation and logistics. I know there are quite a lot of uh, technology trends being identified and written about from artificial intelligence to machine learning to internet of things to big data to deep data to cargo drones uh, uh, being used from uh, last mile deliveries even to mid mile deliveries. Uh, so what, according to you, are the possibilities of some of these trends uh, to provide the visibility uh, to the shippers? Because it seems now, right now, uh, supply chain visibility has become a very critical factor from a container level to a piece level or a shipment level. Visibility is something that shippers are expecting. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's what we also observe in our uh, let's say innovation in initiatives at, uh, at ESV Panatina and where we really much focus on, on, on developing new solutions for better supply chain visibility. And that, that's one of the key areas also being uh, portrayed in, in the book. And let's say the technologies used uh, related to that. So be it IoT uh, in, in order to, let's say, sense uh, location or the condition um, uh, of the cargo, but particularly also uh, a lot of machine learning and AI applications uh, to 
uh, to process uh, this kind of data. And if you ask me uh, which of the technologies um, are maybe the ones, is the one which finds most applications in the logistics industry, I would definitely reply immediately it's, it's, uh, it's about advanced analytics and uh, machine learning because at the end there are so many use cases and applications you can think about in, in the various areas um, of the industry. So be it, let's say, um, in the back office um, operations there yeah, where we can uh, yeah, process much more automated uh, by, by making use of machine learning uh, technologies or if you go into the front office and, and think about uh, that we could also use conversational eyes or chatbots, voice agents yeah, um, and, and then think about the whole data processing as such predictive part which is very important for the whole supply chain visibility topic so when will my container arrive at the port um, when can it be picked up yeah? um, and and what does it mean if let's say if there's exception happening here yeah? um, and if you can predict an exception even and avoid any disruption in the supply chain so that's all related of course on data processing and on um, on advanced analytics and machine learning capabilities that goes even in the direction of robotics yeah, so everything we can think about robotics speed in the warehouse, I mean, they're all steered by some algorithms and think also about autonomous vehicles, uh, cargo drones or um, uh, autonomous trucks. Uh, it's again all about data processing um, and uh, machine learning algorithms uh, to steer the robots. Yeah? So in, in that sense, I feel this technology as, as a basis, uh, of course, again, data processing, um, this has the strongest impact and potential for our industry. Look at you are a key observer of uh, trends. Uh, you almost like um, appear to be like an academician, but uh, you're also part of a, of a big global uh, freight forwarding company that works with uh, several hundreds of uh, customers. How has uh, your involvement with this um, getting this book edited, going through uh, different pieces written by domain experts, uh, how has that process changed you? And what are some of the ways in which you look at uh, when you're creating solutions for your customers. Uh, what kind of thought process have you had doing the uh, this book? This book is it gives a, a perfect overview of what is currently happening uh, on the technology and then the, the application side. And, and that inspires, let's say, me and my daily work and the team on, on finding uh, the new trends and, and, and things to, to test out and find the things which have the, the, the most potential for driving costs down or bringing new revenue streams. Yeah, and that's also how we have uh, positioned the book as, an, uh, as really as a, as a source of inspiration uh, how technology can be used to make things better. I mean, on the one hand, more efficient, more customer friendly, um, and, and then also with the potential to, to build new uh, business models. Yeah. yeah, and as I said, I mean, as an innovation team, we live from, uh, from research and from trend analysis to make sure that we don't miss a trend um, uh, or let's say jump on the train uh, too late yeah, because that, that might be then too late to really grab um, the, the potential. Um, yeah, be at, being at the forefront, of course, of innovation and uh, making use of technologies again to really Im improve our operations and, and um, improve the customer experience. So that's what drives us and uh, what you can really learn out of that book. You know, you look uh, look at this, uh, the pandemic, the period of pandemics, we already already been through about 18 months into the pandemic. Uh, different countries have gone through different levels of lockdowns uh, on and off. Uh, and there's been a lot of movement towards people buying online uh, 
e-commerce was become a, a very critical part of um, as as individual uh, people and we tend to kind of track our shipment on a daily basis on a on a on a minute by minute we can actually track so there is an insatiable desire consumer demand to track and trace uh, their shipment uh, and that's really shaping a, a new behavior pattern as consumers uh, do you think that shipper expectations are not fulfilled because of a uh, or tools that are implemented in our current industries, uh, which are too outdated. I remember having a conversation with you about a couple of months back in a conference session, whether are we, uh, do we need a, a makeover of a very boring uh, logistic industry? How do you look at this, uh, our ability to kind of track and trace uh, what we have ordered and how that is actually um, taking a new trend in the B2B section? Customer expectations are, are clearly rising. And I mean, I, I have the problem is that uh, things you learn in your daily life as a consumer will influence also your expectations and, and behavior in, um, in in your business life. Yeah. So if if you transfer things what we what we consume and see and uh, make use of in, in private life and the B2C world, this will have an effect on the B2B world. Yeah. And we definitely see a rising uh, need from our customer for better uh, visibility into the supply chain and with all the benefits. Uh, you can take on yeah i mean to better plan your inventory i mean to have really an inventory only uh yeah at, at a limited point to, to to supply your your production but not to uh bind capital un, uh, unnecessary yeah? anyhow there are so many applications and, and benefits uh, out of that and we see uh, really in all verticals uh, industry verticals the the growing lead for for better uh, visibility and at the end we know it's it's complex to realize that in our industry um because we are, yeah, I mean, uh, we are very fragmented. We have not so many standards. Many, many, let's say, operators are, are involved and, and we don't have, let's say, a common um, system for which we communicate. Yeah? So, and, and there, there are many ways to, to achieve that. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, let's say the most expensive way maybe uh, to achieve that is that what we offer also as DSV Panopina to our customer, uh, the ability for la cargo life tracking. So we have developed a product called DSV Visibility. Uh, it's a visibility platform and, uh, and we offer our customers the, the option to attach a life tracker to, to their cargo shipments, uh, be it on, on rail, road, air freight, ocean. Uh, so we have different products for, for different uh, lanes and, and modes and and then visualize um, uh, on a platform where the goods are and also calculate uh, uh, ETAs um, uh, based on that or we can also offer conditional monitoring about um, yeah temperature uh, humidity light shock vibrations during the journey and then let's say not in a passive mode but also active and that's what we see that there is a willingness to pay uh, from uh, more and more customers that have a willingness to pay for that extra service um, particularly in industry uh, which have, let's say, more high-value goods or urgent uh, goods to be delivered, like in high-tech, automotive, healthcare uh, industries. Yeah, yeah and, and otherwise, of course, it's about integrating data um, and it's uh, getting also the right data and a, and a good quality. Yeah? So not that we report too late when a ship has already arrived three days ago. That doesn't help. Um, but we need really actual data and, and predict also um, arrival times and events. And yeah, and then there are more and more technology players out there in the market who, who offer that service of course we also make use um, of their services as well i mean we don't invent everything or collect every 
everything on our own, but it's it's a part, a certain part of the product which we offer ourselves, and then other parts where we also make use of these uh, data aggregators or uh, how I call them, and, and to offer the, let's say the best experience to our customer in that sense. How important are the logistic technology startup ecosystem for different stakeholders? in the freight industry to scale their digital transformation journey. There is significant amount of logistic technology startups uh, in the world today. And uh, they actually, because of their solution, you're actually bringing down also the cost of uh, digital adoption. The tech innovators, uh, how they call them, uh, play a vital role um, in that transformation journey. And I mean, we know that in our industry, there's there's a lot of potential. There's, uh, there's a lots of inefficiencies uh, in our industry, uh, which we can really tackle and improve uh, with the help of technology. And uh, and we need a, a different approach. I mean, in, in that sense, that freight forward of the future should be rather, let's say, um, a tech company, which happens to work in, in, in logistics, then let's say just a regular freight forwarder making use of a tool here and there. Yeah? And, and these tech companies can really help us to, uh, to, to drive um, that change. As our industry is very large and attractive and a lot of inefficiencies there, this attracts also a lot of uh, investors and venture capitalists. They provide the capital for these companies to grow. And uh, we can see that more and more um, of these uh, former, let's say, startups and maybe now scale-ups are really become unicorn. So they have a valuation above a billion US dollar. And yeah, you, you see more and more of them. And now also in the digital freight forwarding space, yes, yeah? so where our company originates from and offers services. So names like, of course, Flexport, but now also in Europe with Sender and, and Forto, um, other companies which have, have raised more money and have become these kind of unicorns. And that helps the industry overall yeah? because it accelerates um, the pace in which we adopt and use make use of technology to really improve the the efficiencies and the customer experience that actually brings to my next question on the private equity uh, companies as well as venture capital firms investing in the the logistic uh, technology companies uh, just yesterday i had a look at 38 uh, unicorns in the logistic supply chain um, technology startups uh, which include some of the names that you mentioned also yesterday's um, uh, news about uh, supply and raising uh, 250 million uh, us dollars on the valuation of 2.7 billion uh, um, us dollars so how has uh, good capital chasing tech companies in the logistics sector increasing the acceleration of disruption? Yeah, I mean, uh, you answered that question already in, in that sense, as, as more capital is there. And, and as we know, money in these days uh, is cheap and we are looking for everyone who's investing for good returns. And in that sense, the, the, the this industry offers so much potential and these, these vendors or uh, service providers really um, have a product which have the potential to grow. So um, this is why, yeah, we see this really this acceleration uh, as you described. And, and that's that's good uh, for us, uh, for the industry because yeah it gives new standards and gives new opportunities and and, and products um, to improve look at how does uh being part of the top three forwarders in the world and having your current role as the head of digital innovation allow you and your organization to set global benchmarks in adopting the 
latest technology and become an influencer in the in the industry i mean that is important to be mentioned as well of course it's not only the let's say the tech innovators who bring a, a digital transformation forward but of course we our company also invests heavily uh, into new technology into a new innovative uh, product and because as as we understand there are more opportunities to be more efficient and uh, there's definitely also this rise these rising uh, customer expectations uh, out there. So we invest on, on various fronts, um, let's say both, of course, in automating uh, our core business yeah, in, in, in the front office, in the back office, in the warehouses, introducing uh, software robotics or physical robotics uh, as an example. That's one major part where also our innovation team is, is working on, on, on new uh, approaches and, and product. Another part, we talked about that before, the, is the supply chain visibility, where we have uh, put heavy efforts into that because we also see that's really one of the major needs uh, from our customers. So um, I mentioned the DSV visibility platform uh, we have developed and, and uh, ETL algorithms we have partly developed on our own or we join forces with the tech innovators and, and make use of their solutions. The third area where uh, we invest heavily in is, uh, let's say, of course, the, the, the newest uh, big requirement by our customer about around green logistics. So solutions which um, improve the, the CO2 footprint of the operations, be it our own operations as a forwarder, but also particularly the operations uh, of the network partners uh, and also at, at the customer. So here we have also just launched a, a new a green product uh, portfolio uh, and related to that and in the background, of course, are also a new technologies we make use of um, to, yeah, to find identify inefficiency, plan more efficient uh, supply chains, but also, of course, when it comes to alternative fueling, um, new ways of, of powering vehicles, moving uh, the goods. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth area where we where we invest into is what we call new digital uh, products or services. So that's, these are for sure also growth opportunities into new markets, uh, channels or segments. Uh, and here we yeah, we, we think about additional service, added value services, which we as a uh, global freight forwarder can offer to our customers, like uh, financial services. We already have a, a large portfolio of insurance product, but uh, we, we complement that now with uh, financial product also to, for instance, uh, finance the, uh, the goods of our customers, um, not only the transportation, but also the import uh, of the goods, um, or thinking about uh, the growing e-commerce market, um, new digital products. Products which where we can offer an end-to-end -end, uh, product and experience to our customers in shipping goods around the world, uh, including last mile customs clearance, uh, etc. So, so these are let's say um, yeah new growth models uh, for us, which are enabled uh, by technology. Look, can you uh, tell us? Uh about the projects that DSB Innovation Hub is currently working on with startups? I give you some examples. I mean, we talked first about the DSV visibility platform uh, here on, uh, we primarily work with startups together on the hardware side to find um, affordable, but also quality wise and uh, yeah, the best track and tracing uh, devices. Um, that's that's one area where we have uh, piloted uh, different uh, solution and, and, and then uh, selected the ones we have now in our standard product 
portfolio. Another area is um, let's let's take the example of the warehouse drones. Um, so we have uh, actually launched together with a tech innovator their new industrial product of um, using drones in the warehouse to automate the inventory control and and cycle counting. We have piloted that solution last year uh, for a couple of weeks in one of our warehouses and have now uh, in April installed um, uh, the solution in, in one of our warehouses as a fixed installation and now are rolling out that, that product uh, to numerous warehouses in our network, both to automate the inventory control process, but also to improve the quality of our operations because by um, we are much faster and also cheaper with the technology um, and, can, and scan, can scan more often. And by that, we reduce the errors yeah, and, and we avoid um, disruptions um, to our supply chain um, or to the yeah to, to our operations in the warehouse um, before they cure. That's the second example where we really have launched together with this technology company um, this new uh, product and tested it before. Another area is now, for instance, uh, exoskeletons. Uh, so we try in our warehouses ex exoskeletons again to raise the productivity, but also to um, yeah improve the this. Um, the health um, um, of our employees um, and, and support them in, 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 heft, in lifting heavy uh, stuff. Um, that's another area where we work together with startups. Uh, let me think, yeah. And as, as I mentioned before, also these kind of uh, new products we are developing in the financial service areas. We work with fintech startups here to, uh, together um, or, uh, yeah, cross-border e-commerce. There are a number of tech companies we can also benefit from. So it's really a mixture of developing things on our own, but adding that with um, new tech technology and solutions provided by, by startup companies. Okay, look, I want to end the conversation on uh, talking about drones or cargo drones for, uh, for deliveries. And we've been hearing a lot. We've also seen how uh, global multinational companies in the, in the third-party logistic companies are actually putting a lot of investment into some of these uh, uh, drone, cargo drone uh, startup companies. Uh, um, BSV itself has, you mentioned about it, it was part of a con, uh, of a webinar last week that you were part of uh, uh, speaking about BSV's involvement in the deployment of drones in the in the inventory control in warehouses. Uh, DSV in Canada has been part of the drone delivery. Canada have been, I've seen how that th those drones are being deployed. Uh, according to you, when you look at these, uh, the deployment of cargo drones from a mid-mile We've seen the announcement of Dronamics and Hellman yesterday, mid-mile to last-mile logistic. Uh, what is the future looking like uh, for cargo drone deliveries, according to you? I think we, we are looking ahead of a prosperous uh, future uh, for that. So there are more and more uh, use cases and applications. Uh, we believe uh, cargo drones uh, can make a real benefit of. I mean, if, if you look at uh, applications which are Life and operational today. It, it has primarily started in in the healthcare uh, area and um, and in op with operations in rural areas. So you mentioned zipline before. Um, the operations they have in Rwanda is for sure one of the the big showcases. Yeah, where they deliver medicine or blood samples, uh, vaccines to the population um, in uh, in an area where the infrastructure is uh, is limited, and and the drones can really um, deliver uh, quickly and at the 
very efficient uh, cost level. Yeah? So I think this is where it started. And now we look into new uh, applications, be it that, that this is in the area of, um, yeah, still last mile, what we can say. So deliver over a distance of a couple of miles. That could be, I mean, Zipline also started to operate for Walmart uh, e-commerce uh, deliveries of parcels, again, in a rural area, if I'm not wrong, in Arkansas or North Dakota. Not sure about that, but that's for sure next application on last mile. But then you can go further and look into um, offshore operations, for instance, where regulation, I mean, we don't fly in, in offshore over densely populated areas. So that's uh, a lower risk yeah, to, to, to make uh, use of drones of, I don't know, supplying stuff to, to vessels yeah, or to, to oil platforms or, or wind park operations and so on. Yeah. And then the recently mentioned examples you have given about uh, the announcement uh, with Hellman and Dronemics. That's the idea, of course, of building a, a middle mile, um, middle range uh, express network. Yeah, and and again here, I mean. Drones in that sense are cargo drones are an unmanned, and the uh, probability that they they are approved by the regulators is much higher than, of course, if if you would transport passengers on board. Yeah, so if I think cargo drones will really see uh, and have the first applications in, in different parts of the world, also flying over populated areas, as um, the technology is also equipped more and more with um, yeah more safety standards and redundancy systems. Yeah, so if one or the other rotor falls out, no problem, it can fly with the remaining or they have a parachute on board. So when it drops to the ground, they it flies, uh, it rather it's, it sails and it doesn't uh, crash on, on the ground here. Yeah. So, I mean, the technology is really advancing the distances, the payload, the safety systems. Yeah. And in that sense, I really believe that we will see that this takes off and within the next, uh, yeah, let's say, two to three years, yeah, maybe again with the first more and more live applications or new use cases within the next year. Yeah, so this is why I, I believe in that, that this finally takes off because, yeah, it took some time and this is why we as DSV also started to really investigate first into the application of indoor drones with the warehouse drones because yeah you can control the signal much better within the environment and have don't have the weather conditions uh, but now with the technology getting more robust um, i believe we will we will see in the two to three years much more applications and this market will grow the future of uh, freight is uh, certainly digital and it is bright and dynamic none of us will be surprised if you come out with a new edition of uh, or updated edition of uh, disrupting logistics maybe next year because there is so much happening in the in the transport and logistic industry uh, Luca, thanks for sharing your thoughts on uh, some of the key trends that are shaping the future of trade and the highly digitized world of trade and commerce. Uh, appreciate you joining me in this uh, episode of Cargo Masterminds. Thank you, Reggie. It was a real pleasure talking to you and, and, and sharing uh, these insights. And uh, let's see if, if we come up to the next edition, but you're completely right. Uh, for sure, next year, we have, again, already so many new developments that it would deserve a new edition. <laughs> that was uh, Luca Graf, uh, head of digital innovation uh, at DSV Penalpina. That's it from us at Stat Media Group. We bring Cargo Masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back on next Monday for a fresh episode. Have a nice day.